Well, it's your favorite show of the week and mine. Here we are for Twitter Tuesday. When you take control of the show, your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, we're going to talk about them all coming up here on a Tuesday Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, everybody? Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Locked On Vols. I'm your host, Aaron Kane, radio personality in Knoxville, a writer for the rival site covering Tennessee. That's VolQuest.com. This is your Vols affiliate of the Locked On Podcast Network, completely free. You can check it out pretty much anywhere where you get podcasts. Also, it's on YouTube as well, and I appreciate you for making Locked On Vols your first listen of the day. Like I said, Twitter Tuesdays in segments one and two. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the show talking a little bit about Josh Heupel and what he had to say in his Monday press conference. All that and more here on a Tuesday Locked On Vols. So let's go ahead and get into the submissions for Twitter Tuesday. And we'll go ahead and start with the with, with James. Uh, James chimes in and says, hey, I'm a big fan of what Heupel is doing and um, you know his play calling and all that, but do you believe Heupel reevaluates his offensive style at all in the offseason or just signs five to six quarterbacks in a year in case of injuries? He said, for the record, I love what he does, but do you think running the quarterback is sustainable in the SEC uh, with all the other hits they have to take? Uh, yeah, James, good question, man. Um, you know, For me, I don't think Heupel's MO is you have to be a running quarterback. I just think that the quarterbacks he has right now, they do that well. Um, Hendon Hooker does that very, very well. Joe Milton at times does that very, very well in terms of the read option and short yardage situations. We've seen that so far this year. Um, at times this year, I mean, a lot of the times, especially when the down the field passing is not not a thing for your offense, you need that running quarterback. When the when the run game is shut down against Pitt and against Tennessee Tech, you need that element in 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 the offense where your quarterback is is running and giving you that uh, different factor. So. Um, do I think he's going to change anything? No. Do I think he adapts to the players he has? Yes. He's done it his entire career. Look at all the quarterbacks that he's coached uh, throughout his uh, his journey here to Tennessee. He's adapted. I mean, Drew Log didn't look like what Hendon Hooker does, you know, on Saturday night. So, will he change? No. Um, will he adapt? Yes. That's how I would uh, how I kind of answer that. Uh, so we will go to Ethan next. Ethan says, "Do you think Mizzou's loss to Boston College will rally them or discourage them?" Uh, moving forward, well, it's got to rally them, right? Um, you got your quarterback in Connor Bazelak, who's a really good player. He threw two interceptions at Boston College. Um, you talk about a, a game you lost by a touchdown in overtime. Talk about a defense that gave up 41 points to Boston College. This is a defense that has former NFL head coach Steve Wilkes calling plays defensively. Um, I'm not saying Missouri's defense is great, but my goodness, I, I don't think it's that bad. Um, so I, I do think it will rally them. You've got you know Tyler Beatty, who's who's really solid. Of course, I, me- I mentioned Connor Bazelak. You've got already six receivers who have ten receptions on the year so far. Eight different players have scored a touchdown on the season for uh, nine different players for Missouri. So they like to spread the ball out a lot. I do think they'll, they'll see just like Tennessee. I think they'll see opportunity uh, to take a game at home uh, against the Volunteers because of the way Tennessee struggles and, and struggled on Saturday, of course. But flip the script, I think Tennessee sees that same. I mean, I, 
you know, I did my first glance piece for VolQuest.com this morning and kind of looking up the stats for Missouri. That defense, oh my goodness, what an opportunity for Tennessee to go and score some points. Conversely, Tennessee's defense better step up because Missouri is going to be doing the same thing, saying the same thing. So, uh, Ethan, I will say they will be encouraged and will look to rally more so than be uh, discouraged. Uh, we'll move on to Bobby. Uh, Bobby wants to know, you keep saying we have the talent. Please elaborate on this. Um, well, Bobby, I don't know if you misheard me or maybe I did a poor job of explaining it. And if so, I do apologize. I, I think Tennessee is talented. I think Tennessee has some talent. Uh, I do not think Tennessee has enough talent right now. Um, you guys have heard me harp on lack of depth, lack of depth, lack of depth so much until I'm blue in the face. And you guys are seeing that. Um, but I mean, that that's, that's what I mean by that. I mean, Tennessee's got some front end talent. I, I like Tennessee's two running backs. I mean, Tennessee's quarterbacks are talented. They just need to be consistent. I like the talent in the receiver room, though it's, it's again, with the receivers and the quarterback, they haven't put it together yet. Uh, defensively, I like what Rodney Gardner's doing on that front line. Um, you know, th- there's some talent. I think Valus Jones is very talented in the run game. There's some talent on this team, just not nearly enough. And so uh, maybe I did a poor job of explaining that. If so, I do apologize. But I think Tennessee, that's why I say you're just, you're not, you're not good enough right now to win games in the Southeastern Conference while committing 10 penalties a game or, you know, having complete mind laps on special teams. Um, because, again, you do have talent. You're just not talented enough. And, and how do you get that talent? Well, recruiting, developing in the offseason. None of that you want to hear right now. I get it. But, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is it relies on the offseason. It takes a couple of years to do just that. I'm not saying Tennessee won't improve as the season goes on. I'm not saying there might not be a guy can step up and emerge as, as a death piece, but overall, it just kind of takes you know the off season to do to do that. So uh, we're going to go to Facebook next, and you know I've been teasing. I have a I have a you know Caner on air a Facebook page, and you guys can also send me questions there if you are a Facebook user. Uh, how about me talking and uh, doing some things on the phone at the same time? Up oh, here we go. Uh, we will go. For the last one here in segment number one, we'll go to Matthew. Hey, Eric, listen to Locked On Vols podcast every day. I've been listening since the days of Josh Ward. Appreciate that, Matthew. I love the show. Love Twitter Tuesday, but don't have a Twitter, so here's how I'm going to ask you the question. Uh, I have been, I have seen numerous third down and short situations and fourth down and short situations this season. If we're going to leave D. Beckwith at running back with his size, does he not seem like the back that should be in for those situations? What is up with D. Beckwith? Well... I mean, I, I wish I knew, right? I wish I knew. Um, it's it's clear that this coaching staff doesn't know what to do with D Beckwith right now. They just don't. Um, and, and there's really not a spot for him in this offense right now. Will that change? We'll see. Will he hit the transfer portal? We will see. Um, but right now, in third and third and short and fourth and short, number one, I'm going under center and I'm falling forward because I I know football and I mean, heck, that's what every other team in America does. Uh, but number two, I'm giving the football to Tyon Evans. Powerful, runs so hard, got a great pad level, great lean. Those keeps those feet moving. Um, I, I noticed that you know a while ago, not just on Saturday night, but that was on display on Saturday night as well. So, D. Beckwith, will he play this year? Maybe. We'll see. I hope so. I think he's talented. I think this. I think this coach is needs to find a place for him. But right now, it's a running back, and he's not a factor. Um, and so, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. Certainly on those third and fourth and short situations, Matthew, uh, I do not want to see Jalen Wright. No offense to Jalen Wright. That's just not when he needs to be in the ball game. You saw that against Pitt on fourth and inches. You saw that a couple of times against Tennessee Tech. And I know Tyon Evans and or Jabari Small at the time might not have been available, but 
Now that's when you put in a guy like maybe Lenith Whitehead, who did see some action against um, against Tennessee Tech, or Anthony Pierce, who saw some action against Bowling Green and Tennessee Tech as well. So I uh, hope that answers your question to uh, the best of my abilities. We'll go one more here on a Twitter Tuesday in the opening segment, and we will talk with uh, Big Power T. Some people aren't high on Hypo, and it's frustrating having gone through five coaches since Fulmer. At what point do you let the coach have more than just three years to rebuild a program, or do you just keep cycling through coaches until you find a Saban? I responded to uh, Big Big Orange Power T and said, well, there's only one Saban. (laughs) I mean, you know, Saban's obviously... You know, doesn't grow on trees. Nick Saban is obviously the only Nick Saban out there. I, I know what you mean, though, when, when you ask the question. Uh, Derek Dooley got what was it? I mean, I was gosh, I was in the very beginning of college, and then I wasn't keeping, I wasn't paying attention. Derek Dooley had what three or four years. Butch Jones had five years. Jeremy Pruitt had three years. Jeremy Pruitt would have been here if not for the investigation. Now, the methods behind the investigation, where you kept on digging, digging, digging to find more stuff, that's another story. But if not for the investigation, Jeremy Pruitt would have been here another year. I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's important to give coaches more than three years. You know, four years at the minimum, in my opinion. You got to give them a cycle through recruiting, right? I mean, that, that's just my opinion. Um, for Josh Heupel, regardless of how this season turns out, he's built in his contract to where at the investigation, the punishments come down at a larger scale. He gets an additional year and he gets some more money. I mean, Josh Heupel wasn't a fool. He came in, walked into Tennessee, and said, okay. It's going to be tough to recruit. It's going to be tough to rebuild this roster, all this type of stuff. Uh, I'm going to protect myself, and that's how he did his contract. So uh, Josh Heupel, I think, will have certainly more you know, more lenient with Danny White. Um, they have a pre-existing relationship, obviously. But because of everything that's going on in Tennessee right now, literally having to rebuild this roster, the transfer portal does help. Okay, That's a luxury Tennessee and other programs didn't have a couple of, just a couple of years ago. But... Um, I think you got to give them at least at least four years. But hey, if you're in year three and you can just tell it's it's going nowhere, you know why prolong the inevitable? I get that conversation, but I'm I'm a big proponent in having at least a complete recruiting cycle to go through and uh, seeing the progress that's made along that. But you know, hopefully for Tennessee fans, we're not having this conversation about Josh Heupel. I mean, he's four games into his tenure. Uh, he has called plays that have guys running all over the place wide open. Um, I have not disagreed. I've disagreed with maybe I've I've very much heavily disagreed with maybe one play call and one coaching decision so far this year, and that was Pitt uh, on that fourth and inches play. Hated the play call. Um, outside of the coaching decisions, you know, from Saturday night, you guys know this. We talked about it on a Monday show. I was fine with going for it on fourth down twice in that drive. You got to go get buckets. Down ten, opening drive of the third quarter. Florida already scored. Got to go get buckets. Plus, you're in no man's land, especially on that second one. It would have been a 47 yard field goal. Chase McGrath just missed a 47 yard field goal. Not to say he would have missed again, but point remains, it's not a gimme. Um, and then right before the half, not using a timeout. Florida, Florida had you know guys on their heels, and so you got to take advantage of that. But the point remains, we'll see. You know, we'll see how the season goes. Number one, okay. See the progress. Um, see if you can fix quarterbacks, see if you can score some points, and then obviously it'll be telling that hopefully, hopefully Tennessee fans won't be, you know, calling for Josh Heupel's head anytime soon, but of course, it's why you play the game, right? Uh, we'll continue on with Twitter Tuesday questions in segment number two, but first, prize pick. 
Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks, your daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will as well. Price Picks is your leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world has to offer. And also, it, it you know lets you pick from Power 5 players as well as the mid-major players, some you might not have even heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can possibly think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of you users that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, Locked On promo code for 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and the over and the under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can go NFL, NBA, baseball, and college, whatever the case may be. You can use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out pricepick.com and use that promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks, it's your daily fantasy made easy. And a big thanks to Rock Auto. The episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, first and foremost. And with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock on all the parts you need. So, why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning that comes with while you wait behind the counter ordering parts from their computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer and you have access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend up to 30 to 50, sometimes even 100% more on the same parts from your chain store or car dealership when you can do it from the family-owned business that's been doing it for over 20 years to the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com's price is always reliably low for every single customer. You can get brake parts, tail lamps, motor rolls, even the new carpets. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solutions to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. Right, locked on. And the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit my friends at rockauto.com. All right, guys. Welcome back into a Twitter Tuesday edition here on Locked On Vols. Appreciate you guys for making Locked On Vols your number one listen, your first listen every single day. You can uh, follow along with some other Locked On Podcast Network shows. Great stuff there. I encourage you to check out Locked On SEC for second listen of the day. But most importantly, you can find it all completely free. Most of these shows are on YouTube as well. Locked On Vols will be headed to YouTube uh, before you know it. So uh, let's head on over back for Twitter Tuesday at Knox underscore Vol 865. Uh, his question is, hey, Eric, was wondering if you could briefly talk about the rapid success of Arkansas and what they've seen under Pittman and how we might replicate that here. Oh, man, uh, the, you know, Arkansas, the Hogs, they are, they're going, aren't they? Number, what was it, number eight? Number eight in the AP Top 10 this week. A monster win against Texas A&M. And if you guys are of the betting tops at betonline.ag and you did not take Arkansas to cover that plus four, you guys are silly. Uh, I made some money off that one as well. But, uh, man, Arkansas is rolling. And you're right. It's frustrating. It is frustrating. Arkansas beat Tennessee last year with a first-year head coach, a third-year head coach at Tennessee. I know. I get it. It's frustrating. You're starting to see that team reap some rewards of what it's done the last two seasons under Sam Pittman. But first and foremost, I'll say this. Sam Pittman is a great offensive line coach. You got a win in the SEC at the line of scrimmage. Uh, That is important. But also, he has surrounded himself with some damn good coaches. Barry Odom, former head coach at Missouri, defensive coordinator and safeties coach. He is the D.C. You have Kendall Bryles, 
offensive coordinator. And they've done a really, really nice job, the three of them, managing through this Arkansas schedule. Again, I mentioned AM over the weekend, 20 to 10, that 10 point victory. Uh, beat Texas a couple weeks ago, destroyed Texas 40 to 21. And of course, had big wins over Georgia Southern and Rice as well. Also, uh, the roster looks you know pretty decent. You've got some players that can go out and get it. KJ Jefferson is a really, really good quarterback. Bumper pool at linebacker has been there forever. He captains that defense. He does a really, really good job. You've got Burks, who's a really, really nice player uh, as well. And so you got some players. You got some coaches. Trey Knox is a really good wide receiver as well. You've got a little bit of all that, and it's come together a little bit faster. So, you know, for Tennessee, you're starting over, complete new system. Heupel's bringing his entire offensive staff. It's going to take a little time for them to get the players that they need to fit their scheme in here, but also you're working with what's already here. And, there, again, there's players that can run this system. I mean, you know, there's some there's some talent, again, at wide receiver and, and so forth, but I do get the frustrations. But the biggest thing I would point to is – Sam Pittman surrounded himself for success with some really, really good coaches, and so that's the uh, that's the biggest thing there. Uh, we'll go to Eric Schaefer, and Eric Schaefer wants to know, hey man, love your show. Question for Twitter Tuesday, what's the deal with Hyatt? He's hit a sophomore plateau similar to how Henry T. did last season. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt, man, it's, um, it's not been good. Of course, he was a bit banged up during camp. He got hurt during the pit game just four minutes in. You didn't see him the rest of the way there. Didn't play him an awful lot against Tennessee Tech. He's not been I mean he's been targeted some, but he's really not come down with a whole lot of a whole lot of catches here in the early on. Tennessee had him down for an official run the other night, but it was one of those that, that play I designed or that play design that I talked about on the show to where he was essentially the pitch man. They threw it to him, but it was it was called a rush. Just haven't really got him involved an awful lot yet, and you've seen other players get opportunities in the slot. Jimmy Calloway has gotten opportunities, as Valus Jones Jr. has continued to get more healthy. He's becoming more of a factor. Javante Payton, the last couple of weeks, he's becoming that deep threat factor for uh, Tennessee right now. And, of course, Cedric Tillman is your possession re- receiver. Uh, he's uh, all reliable. So, you know, outside of those guys, really, it's been kind of hit or miss with everybody else. Jimmy Holiday's not been a factor. Walker Merrill has uh, rotated in and out a little bit for, as a true freshman. That's good to see. But so far, Jalen Hyatt, very disappointing. I get it. But the guy is ultra-talented, and uh, you're just four games in. So we'll have to see uh, exactly how he responds. But I would agree. It's been a disappointment so far for Jalen Hyatt. We'll go to Andrew McGinnis next. His question is... Seems like we've seen this before. Great first halves followed by a not-so-great second half against quality of teams. What has to happen to become a team that can put four quarters of ball together? To me, I think it's time and recruiting. What's your thoughts? Yeah, um, I spoke on this a little bit earlier. I think time and recruiting and, and building that quality depth in the offseason is something uh, that you know just has to take time, like you said. Um, I'm trying to excuse me, I'm trying to think of immediate fixes right now. I think down-the-field passing would fix a lot of issues. I mean, there's been a lot of points Tennessee's left out there. Tennessee left uh, at least uh, a touchdown, in my opinion. Uh, well, maybe not a touchdown, but a long, long gain whenever Milton, excuse me, Hooker uh, overshot Jacob Warren the other night. Um, it's just not been there. And so I think if you hit on a couple of those, I mean, you're changing this entire conversation, the entire conversation. Um, in terms of some of the production that you could be seeing on offense right now. Um, you know, fix, fix quarterback. I think Hendon Hooker's look solid. We'll have to see if he's healthy enough to go on Saturday. We'll have more on that here coming up. But 
Um, you know, get a quarterback that the team can rally around, a, a quarterback that won't turn it over, a quarterback that's a dual threat, and I think you've got that in both those guys. Um, but try to find a rhythm offensively. Um, you don't have a whole lot of depth, so you know, offensive line's got to stay healthy. You got to get Cooper Mays back there, and you've got to continue to run the football. When you run the football, it opens up so much. Tennessee had a great one-two punch on Saturday night with Jabari Small and Tyon Evans. Tennessee ran the ball hard, and it set things up for second and short where you can take shots, and it kept another guy in the box. So establishing the run, keeping the defense modest, all that type of stuff, but more so than anything, you know, quit committing stupid penalties. Tennessee's defense has been great in sudden change situations. It was great in sudden change the other night as well, but it won't always be. It won't always be. You know, midnight will strike sooner or later, right? And so you can't continue to make stupid penalties or stupid mistakes like on special teams, that one play in, in, in the punt where you had two penalties uh, to put your defense in a, a really bad bind. And so uh, time and recruiting more so than anything, in my opinion. But again, I, I understand patience has been preached. I'm not going to preach patience. You guys can feel all, you know, whatever you want because I get it. But um, at the end of the day, that's kind of kind of where Tennessee's roster is right now, even compared to where Arkansas's roster was. I mean, Tennessee's roster was absolutely depleted this offseason, so um, it's just going to take time and recruiting. Uh, we'll go on to Devin Chitwood, and he's got a little lengthy thing here. We'll dive through it a little bit. Uh, Tennessee fan living in Georgia, it's hell being there and, and being a Tennessee fan. I can imagine that, Devin. Uh, says he listens to the podcast. Big shout-out to that. Since he remembers the 90s when UT was always in the race for the SEC title, always competing. The rivalry games were actually rivalry games. Um, you know, right now it's not been competitive uh, at all. He knows it's not going to be a, a fix overnight. But where do they go from here to make it more competitive without having the depth? I know this is Florida. We are never going to win, but you still have Bama and UGA on the calendar. Uh, I just want to see Tennessee fight instead of lay down and take it. Uh, big fan, love the show. Uh, Devin, I appreciate it, man. I'll say this. I, I don't think Tennessee laid down and took it at all um, on Saturday nights. Um, I think in years past you've seen Tennessee quit and lay down. I didn't see that the other night. I mean, you still saw Tennessee fighting. You still saw Tennessee's offense moving the football down the field, just not sustaining. So a lot of what I said to Andrew's question and to um, really Knoxville 865 question earlier can apply here. It's going to take time, recruiting, development, all that stuff. But right now, you got to convert on those big plays. You can't allow the drops. You can't allow the overthrows to hinder your offense because, you know, if some of those go the different way. There's more points on the scoreboard, and you're not talking about a 25-plus point loss. Maybe you can make it a game in the fourth quarter. I mean, we all got that feeling, and myself included, even though I've seen this story so many times, we all got that feeling in the first half saying, oh, maybe this could be something. you got to sustain, sustain, sustain. Uh, we'll move on here to the last one, Hole in the Roof. He wants to talk about Byron Young. Said, all the hype about Byron Young this preseason so far, I've not noticed him in any games. What are you seeing in your reviews? Uh, they're not playing him that many snaps. Roman Harrison is playing a lot more than Byron Young right now, like almost double the amount of snaps on Saturday. I think Tennessee right now is using Byron Young in passing situations until they can continue to work himself into the flow. Uh, missed the first two games of the season. He was still a practice uh, but just trying to work him into the flow and seeing which combinations work the best. Remember, a lot of the times Tennessee only plays with one outside linebacker, quote-unquote, because they'll have Jaquan Blakely or Caleb Tremblay on the other side. Uh, at times, you'll see them go two out there, and that's when you saw Tyler Barron and Byron Young out there together. But so far, he's not really been a factor. I see it. Um, you got to hope that that changes because uh, the coaches, the players, everybody in spring and in fall camp, said, hey, he's dominating. He is absolutely dominating. And maybe it'll just, you know, sacks come in bunches a lot of times, just like takeaways. Maybe it will, uh, 
you know, maybe it'll take a little time for him to get going. But now he's got two games under his belt. He is playing. He's getting more snaps. And, uh, you know, but so far the production, the sacks, the pass rush, the QB hurries, the hits, uh, they're not there. But that's all across the board. That's not just uh, a Byron Young. So, uh, guys, thanks so much for Twitter Tuesday. Y'all did fantastic. Plenty of submissions. You guys can get me at Kaner on air on Facebook, at Locked on Vols on Twitter, and at underscore Kaner on Twitter as well throughout the entire week. I bookmark them, and I save them for Tuesday for a Twitter Tuesday. We'll discuss Josh Heupel and what he said in his Monday press conference on the other side, but back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron. Teams are back to start another football season, and as always, bet online at your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. A new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, even more contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head on over to the website, use that mobile device, sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL100 again for that 100% welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Las Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online, it's your online sportsbook experts. A final segment left here on a Tuesday, Locked On Balls. Big thanks, guys, for getting in your Twitter Tuesday submissions at underscore Kane or at Locked On Balls. I'm your host, uh, Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys for making Locked On Balls your first listen. Hey, Locked On SEC, that should be your second listen of the day. Maybe Locked On Bets, but I appreciate you guys for taking part in Locked On Podcast Network. It's completely free wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. Locked On Balls getting there sooner or later. Josh Heupel in his Monday press conference what did he say? What were the big takeaways? Well, as you'd expect, <laughs> he didn't say an awful lot. <laughs> Shocker, I know, right? But in his opening statement, he says there were multiple guys that had injuries or got nicked up during the course of the ball game the other night. Don't know where those guys are at. Hendon Hooker at quarterback, not sure if he'll be available or not. So we'll have to see how that transpires here during the course of the week and go from there. A follow-up was immediately asked about Hendon Hooker was or is Hendon Hooker in concussion protocol? Josh Heupel said he is not currently in concussion protocol. That was Monday at the 1215 weekly press conference. So, you know, where are we? I haven't made calls yet this week to kind of figure out or kind of kind of see where they are with him. It's still early on. I mean, remember, you're just, you know, just slightly at the time when he said that, what, almost not even 48 hours past the start time of the football game. So it's still early on. Um, but I kind of took that as if a, either he was in concussion protocol and he's not anymore and he's fine or B it's not a concussion. It might be another injury. I'm not here to speculate. I'm just saying if he's not in concussion protocol right now, then either he's good or there's another injury. You know, when you go back and watch the film and I remember seeing it live, um, he was not a defenseless, uh, receiver, if you will. He was not a defenseless quarterback at that time. He was going for a fumble. Um, you know, it's football. Uh, it is what it is. He got his head taken off. Um, it, it's unfortunate. It was hard to watch. Um, but, but it took, it took a blow from, from, you know, the neck area up and uh, he tried to stand up. He fell down. I mean, it looked like, again, I'm not, I'm not down there, but it looked like he was concussed, right? I mean, it looked like he was going through it. And so you hope that he's starting to feel better and whatever the case may be. So Hendon Hooker's status for this weekend at Missouri, very much in the air. 
Josh Heupel was asked about Joe Milton III and, and his availability. He said Joe was in a situation where he could play, but wasn't at a full 100%. During the week, we got him some work, but not in the same type of numbers that he would have gotten if he was at 100%. Anticipate just him through going and playing the other night. He didn't re-injure anything or aggravate anything. Continue to think he'll get healthier as the week goes on. So that tells me that, hey, if Hendon Hooker can't go, Joe Milton's your starting quarterback again, right? Because he'll be healthy enough to go. Um, you know, Josh Heupel was asked, can you clarify if everybody's healthy? Who's your starting quarterback? He said, I don't speak in hypotheticals. Yada, yada, yada. Didn't tell us an awful lot. But it looks like Hidden Hooker's status very much up in the air for a Missouri game. And we'll have to see if, if that's if he's not going. Joe Milton looks like he'll be able to, to take back that spot and lead Tennessee's offense. Uh, Joe Milton came in at the end of the game, and he did not look good. He had two overthrows. He also had two drops. Keep in mind, he threw it eight times, right? Or, uh, I've got the stat sheet in front of me. As you can hear the rattling of my papers. Uh, Joe Milton threw it eight times, two of eight. So his receivers didn't help him. He certainly did not look sharp. Um, I think Joe Milton is the type of guy that whenever he's locked in and engaged, you know, he's ready to roll. But if he's not playing, maybe he's not as engaged um, as he could be. Um, I don't know that for a fact, just kind of kind of what I take, and, and maybe that had something to do. Plus, it's tough to sit over there all game long and then have to run in there and go play. Um, so uh, it is what it is. So uh, we'll have to monitor the quarterback situation all week long to see who's healthy enough to play, who might go, who might go. Uh, Cooper Mays also on the injury report, uh, no update on him. Elijah Simmons uh, kind of le- uh, leapt, not leapt, limped, <laughs> kind of limped off the field there late in that ball game. We'll have to see about him. I don't expect Josh Heupel to really give us a whole lot on anybody, but those are some of the big ones. Jabari Small also. According to the Tennessee stat sheet, real quick, when he went out of the game, he pointed to his injured shoulder. Um, I noticed that on film. He went out of the game, but according to the Tennessee stat sheet, he came back in for one more play. So we'll have to see about Jabari Small as well. You hope Jabari Small can go because you love the one-two punch with Evans and Small, but still, I'm, I'm an advocate, and I have been not just after the Florida game. Ty and Evans needs to get more carries. I'm not saying bench Small. I'm not saying cut into Small's workload, but in the first half, Evans got one carry. He had the 47-yard screen for a touchdown, but he only had one carry. Tennessee needs that power back in there. Tennessee needs it. He runs hard. He's great between the tackles. Plus, He's a better pass protector. Um, but you still need to play Jabari Small because Jabari Small is good back. And he played well the other night as well. So um, that's a couple of news and nuggets from Josh Heupel's press conference. Guys, as you know, he's not going to give us anything anymore. Just kind of how Josh Heupel rolls. But uh, we'll have to keep tabs on the injury situation and who might be the starting quarterback for Tennessee as we head to Missouri at noon Eastern. I'm going to be at that game. It'll be 11 a.m. local time kick. And it's a, it's a game that uh, I went ahead and did my first glance piece for Missouri. Looked up all the stats. Like I told you guys earlier in the show, a very winnable game for Tennessee. But again, if Tennessee tries to beat itself, Missouri will beat, will beat Tennessee without a doubt. But a very winnable game for Tennessee, and we'll continue to break it down as the week goes on. That'll do it for a Tuesday show. Josh Ward, he'll join us for Ward Wednesday, and we'll get into our pro football focus rankings. If you guys still like that, let me know. Do you still like that? We'll get into a little PFF on Wednesday's show. Guys, Locked On Balls is your first listen. How about Locked On Bets being your second listen of the day? Your boy Q, handicapping expert Lee Sterling, uh, they're going to get you set for the blowout specials. Wrong team favorite picks, Lee Sterling's lock of the day. It's the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Big Wednesday show coming up. Big Thursday and a Friday show. We'll have another commit hopefully on later in the week. All that and more coming up on this week's Locked On Balls. Guys, enjoy it. Thanks so much and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, everybody. Tuesday, everybody.